Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tanya. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. This is episode number 21. Today we're talking about back to school planning. We'll also share highs and lows from our summer holidays, a work smarter, not harder teacher tip, and in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. And so uh, this is our high notes and low notes section. And uh, we can talk about, well, I'm going to talk about the Colorado Kodai Institute, which just recently wrapped up. So we are, I don't know, what, four days out from yeah. that? Yeah. Um, and it lasts for a little over two weeks. And it's um, at Colorado State University. I teach level one pedagogy and folk song analysis. And Carrie was there this year as well as a grading ex- assistant and um, co-interim Interim co-director. Interim co-director. Yeah. Yes. And um, that was a big high note. It was. But some low notes there because it's just, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Yeah. I, I had no idea what I was getting into with the grading things. I'd never done it before. And I thought, oh, piece of cake. I've analyzed folk songs. I can surely grade them. Yeah. But wow, it takes a long time. Yes. And I was, of course, doing this for the biggest group. We had 20 students in our group. Yeah, um, 20 students in level two. But it was such a great refresh because as I'm grading, I'm thinking about all these folk songs, some of which are in my folk song collection, some that are not, but some that I've just hadn't thought of in a while that I maybe haven't used for whatever reason. It was like a, oh yeah, that song, I remember that. And so it's kind of getting me excited to go back to school and go through my folk song collection. Yeah. Clean it up a little bit. So that would be your high note? Oh yeah, I busted in. No, it's all good. Yeah, Yeah. I would say that's definitely my high note is that um, it just kind of yeah, reminded me of some great songs that I haven't done for whatever reason that I'm ready to try again. Yay. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Oh, well, I was just going to be kind of general. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess the high note is I'm, I'm alive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every year I'm like, ah, this will be not a, you know, I'll get, I'll get enough sleep. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll, it'll be fine. And, um, you know, I, it's, I just completed my sixth year of teaching. Wow, um, and, six years. And so that's kind of a, a fun thing to note. And I know I think this to myself every year. Like, I finally feel like maybe I know what I'm doing. I guess I shouldn't admit that. But, you know, I guess everybody feels like that sometimes. Well, yeah. But, Tanya's an amazing teacher. But, I got to sit in on your classes a couple of times. I would just go hang out in the back and no. just watch. And it was so fun to watch you doing it. Well, thank you. And you it's had a great a group of students in Level 1. Yes, as always. Yeah. I had a fantastic group. And um, I just love seeing them get excited about stuff. And, yeah. Um, it's it's always kind of in, in the beginning in the, of the first two weeks um, when they come in and they really don't know what's going on. I always have kind of this like, okay, they don't know what's about to happen. They yeah. don't know what's going to hit them. Um, and then it does. And then everyone comes out on the other side just really happy and thankful and excited and exhausted. Yes. But it's a good kind of exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah. And while we're talking about CKI, we'll just put in a plug. If you didn't listen to our last episode, oh, we'll yeah. plug our own episode because we had a, a special mini episode where we did a question and answer series with Amy Abbott, who taught level two, and Amanda Isaac, who taught level three. So if you're curious about what it's like to take a levels course or Kodai methodology in general, 
go back an episode and be sure to listen to that one. time for our main theme and today we are talking about back to school planning back to school planning here we go i know what I happened mean, looking around at the instagram and everyone's stuff it's amazing I can't some people are like how many people are actually in with kids with kids it's not even august i know so we might be a little behind if you've already started but hopefully yes. we can still share some of our ideas of right. what we'll be doing because we still have um, two weeks. Right. Before yeah. we have students. Exactly. But I'm going to go back Monday for some extra training. Because who doesn't love extra training? Well, I did volunteer. Actually, I'm <laughs> going back this Thursday for some mentor yeah. training. So Yeah. No, yeah. I, I feel like I'm slightly ready just for that, like, back structure. into the routine and yeah. the structure. And uh, I love my own children dearly, but there's a reason why I think I work. <laughs> I think I think it's time for us to to get back into our routine because yeah. you know mm -hmm. too much of a good thing. Yes. But. So there's lots of things to talk about with back to school planning, and um, we were going to really take the view on this episode to talk about the planning part. Yes. And not exactly like what do you do on the first day of school. I think yeah. our plan is that our next episode is going to be. First day or first week, back to school. Yes. You know, lesson Activities. plan. Activities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hands-on, specific songs and games. So be wait, ready for that later yeah. that's coming at you. This is going to be more just getting ready for the year. Yes. Planning. And a lot little of bit this, of room stuff. Yes. And, and a lot of this planning. you're going to say, well, of course I know that. But it's just kind of a little reminder. And it's also, I think, a little reminder for the two of us. Yeah. This is like creating my checklist verbally. Mm -hmm. So I can go back and listen to this episode and remember what I told myself to do. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. So now something that I think needs to be said I actually start this at the end of the previous school year because I've been in the same school for quite a while, is planning big events, planning concerts, and planning the school year. Yeah. So like sitting down with my laptop or, you know, if I were doing a paper calendar, sitting down with that and making sure I have all of those dates in there. I know when we don't have school. I know when my concerts are going to be or my programs with certain grade levels. I've kind of picked themes um, of what those concerts are going to be, and I try to get that done in May. I'm going to be totally honest right now. I haven't done that yet. That's okay. And, you know, it, it's always my excuse. So this will be year three at this school, which, you know, maybe that's long enough I should have my act together. Not but necessarily. I still do <laughs> Doesn't it depend on the school and the culture it and does. all that? It does. And, <clears throat> I mean, I, I love my school, but it's a high turnover school. We always have a lot going on. Um we um, have a new assistant principal coming in this year and some new staff coming in. And not that that necessarily totally affects my planning, but it does in a bit because it affects like some of those all school activities. You know, they like to do big family nights and they wanted me to tie in my programs to the family nights, but those didn't get on the calendar yet. So, right. Well, so, so it really depends yeah, on the building and it the does. culture. So if you're like me and you well, haven't planned those concerts yet, don't feel bad. You, you know, there's a lot of people who don't get hired. <laughs> well, of course. Until like sometimes. right before. Before school and starts. I would think maybe in some scenarios, maybe your principal doesn't let you plan them that far out. Maybe you do. Maybe you are lower on the totem pole as far as when you right. have to put your things on the calendar. But it's definitely my goal um, before the kids even start to make sure that 
that happens for yeah. sure. So, so how many programs do you plan on doing this year, Tanya? Well, the, the tradition has been over the past few years is that every other grade level gets a big performance. Yeah. Not every grade level. I did do that like my first year at this school and then I was told to like settle down, right. which is fine. Right. Great. Um, That's awesome. That That is kind of <laughs> awesome. Uh, but I will be taking on kindergarten this year All right. and losing sixth grade. So I will be doing um, a kindergarten and a first grade singing games night, like two separate nights. Okay. And um, I'll be doing a second grade. I'm combining my second grade with choir. Okay. I'm going to do a holiday thing, and I'm glad I got that date on the calendar because that's always really tricky yeah. because there's so many other things that get on there, and I kind of have to push to make sure, you know, if I want to do a, a winter holiday thing. Um, and then there'll be a fourth grade performance. Right. Yeah, and that'll be in the spring. Yeah. And then there'll be choir. I, I'm trying to rev up my choir this year and be a little more um, on top of things as far as, like, getting things planned out for them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of debating doing the same thing because at my former school I did every grade level performance, which in a way I liked and definitely became kind of the, the tradition and the culture uh -huh. that I was not told to pare down. If anything, I was told to do more, do more. Oh. Um so at this school, I'm kind of starting a new precedence because there wasn't really much performing at all before I got there. Right. So anything I do is great. So I thought, well, maybe I should just do the every other year thing. Kind yeah. Of steal your idea a bit, but just to save myself the, the stress. And then I thought for the grades that don't do a full performance to do like a invite the parents in, informants right. in the music class. Kind yeah. Of and thing. there's other little ways you can get them to perform. I yeah. think I talked... Oh, several months ago about like I have um, some of the grade levels and classes do performance that I'll videotape and it'll be shown on the news, you right. know, the morning school news. Oh, yeah. Um, so I try to get little things in there, but yeah. not just to I, I'm really glad to not have a full blown performance for everyone. Because, right. And then there are some grade levels where you um, are really trying to get in some more. Well, learning, you know, that, that sure. you. I mean, as much as we do make sure that our programs are within the spectrum of whatever, what, what they're already doing, there is a little bit of, okay, we've got to get things performance ready. Oh, yeah. And so we're less focused on really showing our learning through composing and creating and all of these great things. And, right. And there's like a, a push towards making it performance ready, which of course is another aspect of the whole thing. We're a performance art, so. Right. But right. It is nice Something to not to have consider. that pressure yeah. for everybody. So then once you have those major things on the calendar, your performances and all those other things, then the next step for me is mm -hmm. then to create a yearly plan for each grade. Yes. And so what does your process look like? Well, okay. Time? I am a yearly plan. Um, how do I say it? Yeah, my yearly plans, <laughs> they sometimes often like fall apart because things don't I, I am more optimistic yes uh than than the reality of the situation and you would think after year after year that I'd be like okay let's let's really think this through and and see what we can get done but you know but um, I think that's good as long as you also so then like halfway through the year do I have to readjust. You allow yourself to change your yearly uh -huh. plan, obviously. Yes, because... and honestly, I will tell you, I've gotten a little more lax about a full year plan. Yeah. Uh, because I know that that's a, um, uh, I put a lot of work into that, 
and then we're not there like December. Right. So I'm more of a fan lately of the like trimester plan since yeah. we're broken down into trimesters. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And um, that, that's been working out for the past few years instead of a whole yearly plan because I just don't want to like look at the second week in March and go, oh, wow, we're so not there and freak out. I mean, right. you know. So, yeah, I do the same thing. I'll create a yearly plan for each grade level. But, you know, usually by November, I'm having to shift things down a little bit. Yes. Because um, I kind of create mine on an Excel spreadsheet and I create it vertically. So things will literally move down later into the school year. Well, yeah, if you and have it on okay. a, a spreadsheet, that's yeah. really good to you like, just, click and drag. Yeah, I'm a big fan of nice. clicking and dragging. Yeah. So. so when you're creating your yearly plans, mm -hmm. just to break it down, what kind of things are, how how does one do that? How does, okay. <laughs> well, there are um, lots of, okay, so we are both coming from a Kodai-inspired classroom view. Yes. And um, Aileen Miracle has some excellent videos on planning. Yeah. And boy, I'm sorry. I, you know what? They'll be in the, the show notes. Yeah. Right. So one thing that I think really drives my plans, my long-range plans, is my concept plans and my mm -hmm. song lists. Yeah. That's huge. Um, and the song lists will, will grow over the year, too, because I'll go to a workshop and I'll find something that fits really well for, say, like fourth grade, and I'll slide it in there. Um, but I really, it, it's really going from, okay, what concepts melodically and rhythmically do I plan to teach? What are the songs connected to those concepts, mm -hmm. right? When are the concepts happening in the school year? And um, what songs am I going to use? Right. Right. So, yeah. So the, the a, repertoire drives the sure. planning. And so when you're talking about your repertoire and your song list, are you thinking like time of year as far as seasons, as far as holidays, no. or just what you think they're ready for? Well, I'm asking this question as like a non-Kodai person might be. Well, asking. we have a sequence. Sure. In our district of concepts. And... Um, you know, if I'm doing, say, half note with second graders mm -hmm. and um, it's Halloween, yeah, um, you know, there, there's repertoire that will fit. Sure. Uh, and I am, I've been known to, to pull in songs that fit a time of year or a theme that don't necessarily have a specific concept in right, it. Right, of course. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it, works, it works out pretty well that I can... Um, make things fit. I'm not going to pull in a, a St. Patrick's Day, I don't know, uh, rhyme in September. Oh, well, right. Of course but not. But not that there's like specific St. Patrick's Day <laughs> rhymes. You know, I mean, we can definitely be yeah, including all cultures all through right. the year. And as, after we read this music world music pedagogy book, I really want to start with one grade level and see if I can be very deliberate about weaving in. Yes something from you know our our studies on that book yeah absolutely so that's kind of tricky so i am thinking that next week is when i'm going to be sitting down and doing my well i would like to say year plans but I, i'll say year plan but then it's going to be more detailed yeah in the trimester yeah right no, i think that's great and idea. i'm very fortunate well whatever um <laughs> <laughs> we had some work done on our school this summer. Uh -huh. Apparently, there was an issue with carpet and water seepage and stuff not getting there on time. And we can't go into our school 
the first two days that we're supposed to go. Right. So I'll be working on my own, not at school. Right. Which is fine because I have so much of my materials that I brought to CKI, Colorado Kodai Institute, right. that I am happy as a clam, sitting at home, surrounded by books and lists and concept plans and all kinds of stuff. You've got and your laptop. I've got my laptop. <laughs> we'll travel. And frankly, I would, I, I'm kind of excited about not being at school for those two days. Right. And um, getting to work because I, I won't be um, tempted to like make small talk in the hallway That's and go true. grab the butcher paper. And well, and that kind of leads this to something that I know that I need to watch out for is that I think a lot of times we see Pinterest room um, pictures and these fantastic blog posts and like videos. And now we've got Instagram videos about like, here is my music room and mm -hmm. voila, and look at all the fantastic, lovely things. And then we yes. get this room envy, this schadenfreude, some, well, no, that's the different thing, but <laughs> schadenfreude, if you look at my room. Right. Yeah. Right. But, um, you know, you go, oh, wow, look at all those boom whackers stuck on the wall with a Velcro, I man. Know. I know. Which is going to peel off, by the way. Uh, but I hey, know. I mean, in my world, because of the yeah. swamp cooler. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, Depends so on your, your I can't temperature. stick. The, <laughs> I can't stick, the, stick anything on the wall with Velcro. Right. That's gonna have any weight because it's gonna. Anyway, um, I am not a big fan of de decorating my room, and it takes forever. Yeah. And I know that it's for me. It's it's kind of even though it's hard for me, it's kind of the easy way out because it's less uh, brain work. Sure. For me. Well, and aren't there lots of, well, I mean, you can find a study to support anything, I suppose, but aren't there studies out there that say that, like, we have to be careful, especially in this Pinterest age that we're in, about the overstimulation piece? Yes. That if you have too much color, too much stimulation, the walls are covered with everything, that the students have a hard time focusing. I I really, Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that totally. So I always start the year and some of my bulletin boards are empty. And that's <gasps> what? on purpose. Now, oh my, I know. <laughs> like, I don't mean completely empty. Like, there's the butcher paper <laughs> and the border. Or actually, I've I've taken to getting um, fabric and doing my bulletin yes. boards and fabric. Love the fabric. So that way I don't have to, you know, waste trees. But so they're ready. They're, okay. they're, you know, they're I'm kidding. Nice. Like, oh, I know you're kidding. Room. But I just, I think. You know, just to put it out there into the world that we as teachers, we have so much, only so much time. Right. And what's going to be more bang for my buck, not making my room perfectly, perfectly perfect versus I'd rather have some really solid long range plans yeah. going into the year. Right. And all of those ducks in a row first. And those aren't the kind of things that you're going to be able to you know, do a blog post about or put on your Instagram feed. Well, maybe I will. I'll take a picture of my yearly plan and put it on our Instagram feed because I'm proud of that work. Yeah, And I think totally. that that's worth celebrating. And, you know, this is not to knock those of you who are really into it because I know some of you out there really get into it. And if that's your jam and you you feel like you own that, then you come to my it. room, please, because... <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I, I know the themes that people go with. They get really you know, excited about. And there's some beautiful stuff out there. Yeah. Um, my room tends to look the same from year to year. Uh, yeah, with just too. a few, um, 
you know, adjustments here yeah. and there. And my I'm actually, famous music. Yeah, I mean, my, when you walk my in the room, is music it's too. music. And I have like records that I hung on the wall in my room just for something fun and decorative. Like I could not do that. Well, they were old and damaged. I know, already. but like, oh my gosh. I know. I stuck them up there. I just put like a. a what's the word a thumbtack <laughs> through the hole so they're not like hot glued on there or anything like that but i know some it's just my generation it's, i guess I it's just like no they were they were very damaged when i pulled them out so i thought well i might as well do something fun with them so yeah no I, it looks like great. they were warped and scratched yes and it's been a really fun conversation piece with the kids because they don't know what they are they say oh. what are those discs so then I get to explain and have a little teachable moment. Right. But anyways, I mean, that's my theme. My theme is music. And, you know, we'll, we'll put some links when um, I, I can take some pictures when my room is set up and you can do the same thing. But uh, I don't know if you want to see my room. No, I think, I think it's good to show an example of a room that isn't, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that cliche picture perfect. You know, thing. if anything, I was thinking of toning down my colors. Like I yeah. have a lot of bright, vibrant vibrant colors Mm -hmm. and I was thinking of maybe making a more calm palette yeah yeah making some more muted tones I know just because I agree with you with the overstimulation yeah that um yeah I I want the focus to be on what we're learning and the music one thing that I am kind of proud of about my room and this is just a byproduct of my whatever laziness is that I have the same areas in my room dedicated to specific subjects. Like I have one um, wall of red cabinets and that's where I have my um, dynamics. Mm -hmm. And I have another like wall of cabinets that's blue and that's where the tempos are. Now the reason that I think that this is a good thing is because my students they know where to look yes. in my room. Yes. And through the years, if we're talking about tempo, we're talking about dynamics, we're talking about elements of music, their head whips around to the same places, right? Mm-hmm. And they're using their resources. Exactly. And I'm just kind of glad that I've always kept those in the same place. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a helpful thing. They're they're using what they what they yeah. have in the room. I didn't even take my, my word walls down last year. I mean, yeah. I just, I mean, my principal's like that. You could just save everything up. You're yeah. going to be in here again next year. And I, I left up a lot, and now I'm super thankful because I know a lot of the teachers in my building are already probably freaking out because we can't get into our building until like three days before school right. starts. Right. Yeah. I know. I was having that thought, too, because I'm going to this training all next week, and it, it was voluntary, but those of us who are going to this extra training um, about problem-based learning, which hopefully I'll be able to talk about in a later episode, um, we won't get a little bit of that extra time in our rooms that some of our colleagues will get. And at mm-hmm. first I kind of had this panic moment, and then I went, wait a minute, no, it's okay. I mean, other than pulling out some of the stuff in my storage closet, like my tubanos and my guitars and things like that that I will get out and make sure they're dusted off and ready to go, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, my bulletin boards are ready to go, and my room is pretty much... organized and ready to go which feels good yeah and um themes i i okay here's an unpopular opinion um (laughs) we're gonna sound so curmudgeon in this episode whatever but maybe some people will take heart that you don't have to do the things things and feel the pressure um my thing about branding is that well i mean i personally have never been too much into branding and you know it's interesting because my own children have never been the ones who are like, I got to have the Batman backpack and the Batman shoes and the right. Batman. In fact, both, most 
both of my kids are kind of like, eh, if it's got a branded thing, they're not into it. Yeah. And I know that there are kids who are really into it and that there yeah. are teachers that are into it. And that can be a point of connection and relationship building. Right. Like, I love minions. You love minions. Yay, minions. But what about the kids in your room who don't love minions? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just taking some kind of, you know, example. Or Well, and I find that it's hard, especially in the population where I teach, where, you know, it's a really high needs population. And mm -hmm. I mean, I do go all the way through sixth grade. So these are very street smart, sadly, kids, you know, mm -hmm. that are sometimes older because maybe they had to repeat a grade, you know, I yeah. mean, or and minions are not appealing and, to them. Yeah. Finding something that's, you know, going to be appealing to them. I, I found, I found that when I kept my room, just simple music and I do have, you know, fairly bright colors in my room. Part of the reason is because I don't have windows in there. So just, you know, to help keep it lively yeah, yeah. in there and not feel like a cave. But when those students, the older students even walked in my room for the very first time, when I first came to that school, there was a lot of like, wow, because it was just organized and simple and clean. And mm -hmm. I think that impressed them more than something cutesy. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be my main push visually is to keep things uncluttered. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to have a shout out right now to uh, David Rao at Make Moments Make Moments Matter. Matter. I always feel like I'm going to say that wrong. Make Moments Matter. Because I did buy one of his word wall sets. Oh, he and has I a just, beautiful word Yeah, word he has sets. some really lovely word wall and, and lots of really great visuals for the classroom. Yes. So at some point when and I get back in And it's always very room, clean. His stuff is very clean yeah. and uncluttered. And, and I nice. got like, you know, the baskets from the dollar bin for mm -hmm. like all of my instruments, my non-pitched percussion. So it's kind of like turquoise, orange, lime green are kind of the three colors. Um, and so I then chose one of his word wall schemes that kind of matches that color scheme. So, yes. you know, it's I've not used his word walls cutesy, as well. it's just simple, but I do like that the colors kind of match. Yeah. And then exactly. my sit spots I got to match as well. Oh. So I use the sit spots on the floor for where the kids sit. Well, look and at I you. have the circles with the music notes on them. And I have... Well, I got purple, didn't I? Purple and green, but they all kind of match. So it's not like these are neon all, colors, yeah, but bright secondary colors. Secondary. Yeah, colors. exactly. Not not primary colors. Again, trying to appeal maybe a little bit more to the older students. Right. So now that we've talked about room for a little bit, let's circle back <laughs> to the And how we don't piece. do a lot about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, bringing it back to the planning piece, because again, I think that's where you and I both feel like we're going to work really hard at that first yes. and yes. then see what there is time for with the room. But one little tip that I just wanted to mention about, you know, when you're doing your long range planning is, is to give yourself little bubbles. So like, for example, I make sure that right before a holiday break, whether it's Thanksgiving, winter break or spring break, that I make sure that I plan appropriately, that I'm not going to be presenting any new material um, or preparing any new material, you know, when we talk about the three P's in Kodai, mm -hmm. prepare, present, practice, um, I'm only going to be practicing something. Yes, those good weeks, reminder. Mm -hmm. Right before break. And then those are often times that I pull out stations or kind of some of those other fun things that I save for right before a break because, you know, the kids are squirrely and, you know, I just... I've been caught in that situation, you know, where I feel like, no, I'm just going to sneak this in. I'm going to sneak this in before winter break so I don't have to do it when we get back. And it always bites me in the butt because yeah. the kids don't remember it and they haven't 
learned it enough. So just that's my little tip and my little remembrances, you know, to leave those little bubbles, I call them. Yes, and along, kind of along with that, and we'll talk more about this at our uh, next podcast when we're talking about like real nitty gritty, what do you do on the first day and the first week of school, is that uh, you want to make sure that you cover procedures, rules, um, this is how we do things here in this room. Yes. From day one. And that takes some planning. Yeah. So while you're doing your yearly plans and you're planning those bubbles to make sure that you're not giving any new material right before those big breaks, mm-hmm. you also want to think about, all right, the beginning of the school year. In fact, honestly, we start mid-August and um, I don't really start my planning of any new material for any grade until September. Yeah. Because I consider August to be review, yep. rules, procedure, having fun, making music time. Absolutely. And so I don't do anything during August. And actually, as I'm, I'm looking at August, um, this you know coming school year, and I have two days where they have like um, invitation only uh, testing to do for yeah. reading. So I'm like, wow, August might not be enough enough, because it we're so fractured and when we come back we have like you know three days on the first week of school but then the next week of school is almost a full week but then it's not and then there's testing days and then there's labor day and it's like wow when do we finally really get in the groove yeah it's really not until the second week of september yeah but i want to make sure in august that we're reviewing we are establishing the love of music making. We're doing those procedures. We're doing those rules, especially with those new ones. And this year I'll have kindergarten and first graders who are new to me. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think that's a really smart thing to, to plan that. And we'll talk a lot more about what do you do the first day of school, yep. the first week of school, and how that looks. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Another thing to make sure you put into your long-range planning is when you're going to be out for conferences and things. Sometimes that's something I don't remember to do, and then all of a sudden I realize, oh, my gosh, I've planned this specific, you know, presentation of a certain concept or Mm -hmm. a fun little unit, and, oh, man, that's while I'm going to be gone at a conference. Yeah. So if I'm really good, there have been times where I'm really good, um, like, for example, our Colorado Music Educators Association conferences in January, and mm-hmm. if I know I'm going to be going, then I'll oftentimes I do my little instruments of the orchestra unit. Oh, that's smart. In January, um, I always find that that's like a fun thing to do coming back from the holidays, anyways, mm-hmm. because it's just not too you know crazy and pressure. It's just a little bit more relaxed. Right. Um, and of course, we're also still doing active. And music it doesn't making. necessarily re- require um, a knowing how to read music exactly. for the substitute. So, you know, and then exactly then when the sub is going to be there that last, you know, third week of, of January, then they can, you know, play instrument bingo or they can do stations or they can watch a video, but it's tied into what I've been doing. Yes. So if you know when you're going to be gone, you can kind of front load that what they need very, to know for smart. the sub. Yes. I don't have to say, and I always get there, but it's always <laughs> and my, my goal. And I will also say that my, um, my week in December before we get out, looks a lot lighter like you were talking about the bubbles because there's just so much excitement but it's a great opportunity to really visit like some some more literature some more like songs uh, from around the world of uh, holidays around the world and to really soak that in yeah that's a really good time to do that it's not a good time to um present tea right for example right um 
So and it's also, it. you know, a good idea when you're doing your long range planning to check in with your grade level teachers, too. I mean, we've talked about this in past episodes. You have to be careful because you don't want to open the door to, hey, let me, you know, teach whatever social studies unit you're doing. Yeah. Let me do that in the music room. All that's it. That's all I'm going to do. But it's fun to create those tie ins, especially if you are doing things with world music pedagogy or things yes. like that, that you can tie into what the classroom teachers are doing. If you are able to have a little quick meeting with a grade level team before school even starts and mark those in your calendars now. It won't sneak up on you later. Because I've had it where I've had, you know, a grade level team come up to me and, oh, next week we're starting this unit on something. And it's like, oh, I I have to plan. I feel like we as music teachers, because, you know, of how often we see our kids, we have to plan way farther out Uh than that. So it can't be this tomorrow. I'm just going to throw this new thing in there. At least not well, for me. Well, yeah, I'm not lack very good of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my exactly. part. Exactly. And I think that you're really smart in saying that touch base at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Maybe also you're kind of like modeling how you would like to exactly. be included. Like, mm-hmm. hey, it's the beginning of the year, and I'm sending you this email saying I would like to tie in with something tell me what you got Mm -hmm. and then maybe later on they'll think oh well we got lots of advanced uh heads up and warning of course you know i mean i don't know if the day will ever come where we really see true collaboration that means like from both sides of course not just us you know yeah factoring in but then again with the pre-planning you know then you can say oh and hey by the way then let me provide you with this list of songs you know that you right that you'll never play in your room because you're so it's as simple as like giving them like a link to a youtube video yes i don't mean to be a naysayer i'm just you know (laughs) I understand. It does often fall upon our shoulders as a music teacher to be accommodating to what the classroom teachers right. are doing. But if you set the precedent, right, and especially if you're in a new year, building, yeah, you, that's your chance to do that. I mean, know your audience. Yeah, be polite and sweet and tactful. Yeah, but uh, yeah, maybe they Don't won't follow feel like suit. You have to save the world. Though. No, no. <laughs> We are back to including our work smarter, not harder tip. Did you notice that in the summer it kind of fell away? Because we weren't working. No. (laughs) At least trying not to. (laughs) Yeah. But now we're back to working um, smarter and not harder. Yeah. So what do you got for us, Carrie? Well, this goes under the umbrella of getting your room ready. I know we just went on a tangent about that. But, you know, you will be hanging some things up. Yes. So one of the big, you know, problems is how do I get things to stick to the wall? Right. sometimes you have bricks. Sometimes you have, like, weird, funky, like, corkboard walls. So one thing that works well, if you haven't discovered it, is the hot glue gun. Yeah, yeah, I have done that to the bricks in the hallway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get in trouble for that? Um, Like painted bricks or like regular exposed no, bricks? No, they're irregular exposed bricks. The problem is, I mean, okay, it's high up. Yeah. So no one notices. Oh, yeah. But I really should get up there and like um, chip it off. Chip it off. Well, our custodian actually prefers that we use the hot glue. And these are like the painted bricks, you know. Oh. Um, like the painted cinder block bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, he prefers that to tape because 
once you do pull it off, and he'll even do this because he's so sweet, he'll go through with like a paint scraper and he'll he'll chisel it off and then he'll vacuum it later or he'll give me the chisel and I'll do it. But it works really well if you've never tried it. You know, I've tried painter's tape. I've tried all sorts of things, but that works the best. So buy a hot glue gun. It will not, you will not regret it because. And buy an extension cord. Yeah, the (laughs) extension cord to go with it. Because my husband, the art teacher, he has lots of hot glue guns and we're using them, but um, this, the cord's always really short on this. It's true. No, it's true. You have to have the extension And please be careful and don't let a kid do it or anything because those hot glue, I mean, don't. Oh, they're very hot. They're very hot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, uh, the art teacher at the old school that I worked at, we always had this joke that whenever she was using her hot glue gun, she would unplug it and then she would come and tell me. I've unplugged the hot glue gun because that way, if, you know, at nine o'clock that night, she would thought to herself, did I unplug the uh-huh. hot glue gun? She would text me and ask me and I'd say, yep, you unplugged the hot glue gun. I do that with the laminator at school. Oh, yeah. But I don't say it to any, if, well, if the librarian's there, I tell her. Yes. But if no one's there, I just say it out loud to nobody. Or put it in your phone. Tell Siri. That's a good idea. But yeah, I, remind yourself I'm such yourself an oral that person that it. if I stand there and I announce to an empty room, <laughs> I have unplugged the laminator. The laminator was unplugged by me at 437. I love it. Then I will remember. Yeah. I know it's You won't keep yourself up at night. Yeah. And now it's time for our CODA section where we each recommend something personal or professional something we're enjoying so tanya okay i'm gonna do two i'm sorry it's gonna be quick um because one of them i i'm assuming a lot of people know about so there's this book called the first days of school how to be an effective teacher and it's by harry k wong and his wife rosemary t wong and um this is an excellent book it's been out for a long time yep and it's good not just for classroom teachers but really for any teachers because any teacher um they just do a great job of breaking down some of these things we've been talking about like the pre-planning yeah and uh i always thumb through it at the beginning of every school year before i dive in it's really uh very positively framed and i really like the the messages messages it sends as far as like okay so now you know what you want to do and how do you want the students to do what you want to do and and how are you going to get there it just breaks it down really well yeah it's just a very excellent book to be uh to put yourself in that mindset of okay it's the beginning of the school year yay here we go yeah it always kind of gets me kind of psyched that's a good idea i know exactly where my mind is on the shelf so I'll thumb through it as well. There you go. Um, and then I'm going to recommend a little personal thing just because I've been enjoying it so much because it's the last season of Portlandia. Oh, is it? Yeah. Have I talked about this before? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I just love Portlandia yes. um, for lots of reasons. Uh, it's like my sense of humor. It's kind of out there, quirkiness. I mean, it is produced by Lauren Michaels, who is your Saturday Night Live producer. Sure. So. But um, it includes Fred Armiston and Carrie Brownstein. And if you don't know who she is, she initially uh, is a musician. And she used to, well, she still has her band that she tours with. But uh, she used to be on All Songs Considered, a podcast that I would listen to. And she just has, yeah, I mean, she's just fantastic. But who knew she could act and do these comedy sketches? It's just a bunch of comedy sketches that are kind of kooky and out there. 
Yeah. But they have like Jeff Goldblum on there. Right. I mean, they have all kinds of people. Yeah. So anyway, the last season of Portlandia is streaming on Netflix. <sighs> and uh, my whole family has been enjoying it. However, uh, be warned, it's not all family appropriate. We all were right. watching an episode <laughs> last night with my whole family and um, things got really graphic really quickly and I had to shut it off. Oh my. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good to know. My I've, son was, I've like, embarrassed, and my daughter was like, what's going on? So I've watched some of it, and it's hilarious. It is. I wouldn't watch it with my kids, definitely. No. They won't even get the humor, so why would I bother? Well, my son, he, my <laughs> son, son is son he's does. getting the humor. Yes. That's his whole thing, but yeah. my daughter's like, what's going on? Aw. Anyway, so Portlandia, first days of school. All right. How about you? What kind of fun thing do you have to suggest? Well, going back to my um, Colorado Kodai Institute weeks, I was working very closely with Amy Abbott, who was the level two instructor. So I was helping her grade and helping her in her room. And as a, a very sweet little thank you gift, she gave me two of her own puppets on a stick. Yay, puppets! Um, so these are the little guys that... I've I've bought some from a Amy Scholastic. Amy has an awesome collection yeah. of puppets. I've bought them from Scholastic Book Fair, and you can get them on Amazon. We were looking just a moment ago to see which ones were on there. The one that Amy gave me, she gave me two. She gave me a dog and a cat. Yeah. So, you know, think of all the possibilities oh, yes. for that. You can but, bow wow wow and naughty kitty cat and yes. bought me a dog and bought me a cat. and Wow, Tanya, all of those things. <laughs> so the great thing about them is they have, you know, the little thing you put your thumb on, and their mouths move so obviously lots of opportunities with the kids for solo singing and they're hilarious and they're so cute so it's just a reminder that when you when your scholastic book fair rolls into town go look for puppets on a stick or go I, to amazon or you can go to amazon but they're much cheaper at the scholastic Are they? book fair yeah i remember buying them for for pretty cheap well i have some from scholastic but they're the little ones the pens i Pretty sure I got the full-size ones for cheaper than what we were seeing on Amazon. Oh, However, cool. if you can't live without them, we did not find the dog and cat specifically, but there are monsters, there are dinosaurs, there are unicorns that are yes, super are. fabulous if you're really into that these days, because yes. that's the whole thing. Anyway, it's just really fun um, thing for you to have in your classroom. Yay, puppets. before we sign off for this episode we have a little addendum a little yeah. correction we, so we talk speak. about this well i think we seems like we talk about the song peg leg the pirate a lot we have yeah and we're big fans we are big fans <laughs> but we were contacted through our facebook page uh by someone in australia uh deb on our, our facebook page uh, music teacher coffee talk and she told us that this song was composed by someone she knows, Judy Crean, who has since passed away. But it's from a song, a book, a songbook called 30 Thematic Singing Games. Yeah. And it's officially called Pirate's Gold. Yes. So we really want to make sure we give credit. Yes. Where credit, where is, where due credit is due to the composer, yeah. Judy Crean, C-R-E-E-N. And um, there you go. And we can, you can purchase this book, right? You, well, I'm looking at it right now, and um, you have to go through Sound Thinking Australia. Okay. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. I have not, as of yet, purchased the book, but I, I plan to. I, I don't know how it's going to work across the pond, but... Um, sure. Yeah. The big pond. The big pond. <laughs> so, if I get that book, I will uh, make sure I give you a 
uh, insight into yeah. all the little gems in there. Yeah. And thank you, Deb, for contacting yes, us. Yes. Thank you so much. And for listening. We have reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at Teaching Music, Tanya's Kodai Aspiring blog. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk. And if you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. And in the month of August 2018, we are hosting a giveaway. Leave us a review on iTunes by August 27th, 2018, and you will be entered to win a $15 Starbucks gift card plus a Teacher Pay Teacher product from my Teacher Pay Teacher store. When you leave the review, be sure to take a screenshot and then send that to us with a message through Facebook so we know who you are because it's hard to tell an iTunes review who's who. Yeah. So we will draw two winners from that list and we'll do that live on Facebook. Which on, is Carrie's birthday. On August 27th. Yes. My birthday. Yes. Yay. Yay. In our next episode, we'll be talking about songs, games, activities, and exactly what we're planning on doing for our first days of school. So until next time, this is Tanya. And this is Carrie, wishing you happy musicking.